Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I am the podfather, Terry Stone. And I've got a very special guest, the leading lady from the Rise of the Foot Soldier franchise, Emily Wyatt. <laughs> I had to wear my own underwear in the film. I just happened to be wearing a black lacy set. That Marbella premiere, do you remember what happened? With the guy. Posted the video where you mooning Charlotte. Do you want to say something funny? Yeah. That wasn't in the script. Was it not? <laughs> the podfather's bum is offending people. So he was supposed to kiss me. And he refused. Out of all the films I've been in, that's probably the fun. And I'm standing on the stage, I'm going, don't worry guys, publicity stunt. Yeah. And everyone started going, yeah! Yeah, your most recent movie. Yeah. Rise of the Foot Soldier Vengeance. I didn't know what I was doing, then I started to forget my lines. Then I'm moving stuff at the wrong time. And I think they've probably cut half that scene. Yeah, well, so I was petrified of Craig before, like, when I, <laughs> even when I first met him, I was petrified of it. But do you think people are going to be upset? I don't know what you're talking about. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So I want to say a big thank you to all their sponsors for making this podcast happen. Without you, we wouldn't be here. Stargaze Entertainment, thank you so much. These guys are hosting celebrity events up and down the country, giving you the opportunity to get up close and personal with your favorite celebrities. 
Sure Pure CBD, your natural path to wellness and balance. Dream mentoring for your mentoring needs. If you need some positivity in your life, Tom Smith is the man. And finally, to Carson and Kay solicitors, the UK's leading criminal law firm, to help get you out of any tricky situations you may find yourself in after watching this podcast. To find out more about any of their sponsors, click on the links in the description below. So welcome back to the Criminal Connection podcast. I am the podfather, <laughs> Terry Stone. And I've got a very special guest, the leading lady from the Rise of the Foot Soldier franchise. Please put your hands together for Emily Wyatt. <laughs> Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> what a pleasure, you <laughs> See, most women won't use that word, but I, that, I actually like the way Emily, or Charlotte, she's better known in the Rise of the Foot Soldier film, uses that word, you yeah. know? It's an in, a term of endearment. I think so, and I think she's taken the power back, hasn't she? Absolutely, because, you know, people used to say that word and people used to go, oh, you can't say that, or oh, I find that highly offensive. But I think now it's just become... It's a know. term of endearment, like you said. Yeah. Like, me and my mates, we all <laughs> My mum even says <laughs> now. Even your mum? Even my mum, and she's never watched the films. Wow. I know. Do you know something? I reckon that's been... I reckon when she when you're doing your lines and you're rehearsing, <laughs> I reckon she is that, and, and she's, you know, it comes in the... She's planned to the premieres, haven't she? No, she's not. And I invited her to the next premiere, and she said no. Oh. I know, it's not her scene, she said. <laughs> mummy, they say their favourite word. I know, I know. Bless her. No, um, bit too but, violent. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, that's the, the only problem with these true crime gangster films. They are a little bit violent. They are. They um, are. But I wanted to talk really to you today to to find out a little bit more about the real Emily Wyatt. Okay. That people don't know about. Yeah. So um, um, so you know, what's your story? Where where did you grow up? I grew up in Berkshire. Right. Yeah, in Caversham. I'm quite. Private, quite closed off, so not a lot of people. Not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people know that about me. Uh, my family are from the West Country originally, wow. uh, so it comes out every now and then. Who are? Uh, my dad used to live in Devon. No, um, I've never done an interview, so I don't never want to be like misconstrued or right, okay. misrepresented. Okay, well we're we're going to mis misrepresent. No, you're mis not. I trust you. <laughs> I can't even say no, we're it. We're not. We're not. We're not. Um, but but you know. So you grew up there, and, and then when, when, do you, when would you say you realised that you wanted to have a go at being an actress? Was it something you wanted to do from a young age? or? Yeah, always. Always really, really young. And I was doing, you're like Saturday stage school at the Kenton right. in Henley. Right. So it was like an hour of dance, hour of singing, hour of acting. My, da my daughter does, she's obsessed with it. It's like stage works, but it was called Stagecoach back in the day, I think. And I loved it. But I didn't like the dancing and the singing, I liked the acting. Right, and that's it. and we'd do like pantomimes and showcases. Right. Yeah. That Did was you it. play Mary in your in your, in your school nativity? <laughs> no, play. I didn't. Do you know I've always been like proper boyed off when it comes to like parts. Really? So we had Aladdin at drama school and I was like, oh I'm gonna be Jasmine or Aladdin. Right. I was Lily, the dinner lady. <laughs> like <laughs> it just does wonders for your self confidence, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Emily, we've cast you as a dinner lady and you'll be like I mean, and, and this isn't anything disrespectful to any dinner ladies, but no, no. normally dinner ladies aren't that hot. No, I had um, like a head, like a fishnet <laughs> thing on. She was a time-travelling dinner lady, so she like finds Aladdin's lamp in the school canteen, she rubs right. it, and then she takes them on their journey. Right. So she was still a leading lady, but it yeah. wasn't quite in the manner that <laughs> I expected. <laughs> so you did that, and then um, when, 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 you, when did you think, actually, because... 
I think when people leave school, yeah. regardless of whether they get qualifications or not, people have something that they either want to do yeah. or that they they would like to do. Yes, that's um, it. So I was never pushed to do acting like academically right. or like I was pushed away from it rather. Um, so I didn't do acting GCSE or anything like Is that. Is that the parents? Yeah. So every actor I've ever met, the parents, unless they're actors, of course, yeah. have always said, when are you going to get a proper job? You know, only do it, just do it part time, darling. You know, it's never going to happen. And people do sort of talk you out of. They try. Doing it. They try they really do. hard. And I'm still getting told, like, when are you going to get a proper job? But now? I'm like, I'm 35, it's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> yeah, do, you know, do you know something, though? The, the, the crazy thing about acting, and someone said this to me the other day, and I actually thought it was great, right? And said, you know when you go into an amusement arcade, and it, I'm a little bit older than you, so you may not have gone into an amusement arcade and done this, but there used to be this machine, and it's got these, like, steps, and you used to put them, well, I think now it's 10p pieces, but then it was two pence pieces. Okay. And it go down... And it push it, and then obviously. Oh my the idea, god! Yeah, of course, the two p machine. Yeah, so you obviously yeah. want the money to come out, yeah. right? And it looks like it's going to come out. And you put two p yeah. in, and, it and they have little key it. rings and stuff on top. Yeah, you're trying nothing, to get the stuff to nothing come comes out, and you go fuck. And you put another two p in, and then you go oh yeah. You put another two p in, and then you get four p out, and you go oh, I've put six p in, bottom two p down. I've, maybe I will get a bit more, and and this is that's like acting. You know, you do a job, you do an audition, you don't get a part, and I think. Personally, for, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years and my my personal experience of it is, um, you know, there's many times when I've just thought I can't bother this anymore because yeah. it does irritate you because you you go in and do an audition, you don't get any feedback, whether you were good or yeah. bad, you just get told, you, you don't even get told You've got to ring your agent and say, you, did what I get happened? it? No, or you know no. they've started filming because you can see it on the telly. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cheers. Um, <laughs> so I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's quite a, I'd say a, Brutal business, yeah. um, and I think you have to have thick skin, and you just have to literally do an audition, forget about it, do a job, forget about it, and 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 it's in the laps of the film and television gods. That's it, and you've just got to enjoy the process. Absolutely. So you've got to enjoy putting the money back into the machine. Yeah. And the fe like the feeling that it might happen, it might happen. But I think it will. I think I genuinely think. I mean, the good thing now is, obviously, when you got to thirty as a as a woman actress, you were kind of written off. But then since they've started to say, well, this is wrong, you know, women shouldn't just be young and beautiful. They they can be old, they can be fat, they can be tall, they can be small. And they push this whole sort of thing. I think what's, the shift is now, like, it was okay for men to be fat and yeah. old and act, but it wasn't for women. But now yeah. they've changed that. And now I think, you know, you could act till you was 85. I can act till I'm 85. So I think, and, and I met... Um, June Brown, when I did a couple of episodes of EastEnders, like yeah. right in the beginning of my career. And she was so funny because she'd be on the set and she'd be just smoking away. Yeah. Right, like that. And then you talk to her, hello, June, how you doing? Oh, well, I love, how are you? You know. And she'd walk on a set and just deliver like pages and pages of dialogue. And then she'd come back and sit there and start doing that again. And I was like, you are unbelievable. I said, how old are you? And I think she was about 75 or 78 then, right? And I remember saying to her, when did you get your big break? Yeah. So this is my big break. No way. So she said she'd left school, she'd done drama school, she went to wherever she went, um, and she'd done an advert, she did an episode of this, she did a little film, she did a bit of a play, and she said for 40 years, so I did just bounce around doing bits and pieces, doing some rep theatre, and then she said, then when I get the EastEnders call, I think she was 60. 
Shut up. And she's, that oh was my, my big break. She said, I've been here ever since. That's but, amazing, but, isn't it? But, but you, when you hear, when I heard that story, as a sort of businessman, actor, producer, whatever you want to call me, I thought, wow, you know, your time's when your time is. You can't, yeah. you know, and I, and I, I when I went into this, I, I'd come out of running clubs all around the world and I was already, you know, the top of my game. So yeah. when someone said to me, do you want to be in a movie? And I did it. I expected a year later, I'm on a plane to Hollywood and I'm a leading man in a movie. Oh, really? I thought it'd be that quick. Oh, my God. But then when you do it, yeah. and then you get a, t a, a dose of reality. Yeah. And then you realise, actually, I've got to go to drama school. I've got to learn. I've got to work. I've got to audition. I can't, you, you know, that was just a bit of luck getting a part in a film. And and, um, and I think luck does play a Luck plays into it, but you've got to be ready for the luck. So, you've got to be prepared. And you've got to endure it. I, I think luck is when preparation meets opportunity. That's what they say, <laughs> Terry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you, so you come out of school, you knew you wanted to be an actress. Yeah, and so I sort of dallied in modelling, just your normal right. modelling, not anything right. saucy. Um, oh, that's really disappointing. I, I know gonna everyone's <laughs> going to be there on the phones now. No, just. I was going to say I was, I was, I was, I was, I was a model. I was not a model. <laughs> you was uh, a, you you like commercials. What, was that? Uh, did you, was you sign with one of the majors? Yeah, I was with an agent, and that was like my first insight actually, because back then, like modelling and acting were really far apart. Right. And if you were a model, you weren't deemed like you could do acting. Like right. just a bit like no right. offense that was what people thought right. but now the worlds have collided like completely so you get commercials yeah. they like they cast for models and actors right. and that was how i first got into it right. was doing commercial castings going up to spotlight right and then i went to drama school i wish drama school was you guys i went to drama studio oh, right. That's in a good ealing yeah. yeah it was good but i was a postgrad by then so i was already 25 i'd been to uni yeah. So you was a late star. I was a late, I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> that's what they say. So when you, when you, as at uni, what did you study at uni? I studied drama and creative writing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, where's the scripts? Have you not written a script? I've written yet? loads. Yeah. See, I. This is all <laughs> new stuff to me. Yeah. You never told me that you was a writer as well. Well, that's what I would love. I think for me to be able to walk into a room and know that I've written what people are watching. Yeah, amazing. That would fill me with enough. Like right. that would be great. I think if you're creative, whether you're acting or you're writing. You're creating so yeah and even when you're modeling you know if, if there's a picture of you selling a product or a picture of you wearing a product that people go wow i want to buy that yeah you know you're creating something good right yeah so. and it is selling it's all selling isn't it worked in advertising as well straight after university i worked in advertising right wow so what was you uh what was you set was you i was doing copywriting right, okay. for an advertising company in bristol and they sacked me and told me to go to drama school because i just wouldn't shut up about films do you know so that's in life, when you go along the road, sometimes things happen that put you on that path. Yeah. And I remember all the stuff that's happened to me has been through people either saying, why don't you do this or why don't you try that? Or someone, or there's an opportunity just lands in your lap. Yeah. And I think the problem with a lot of people in the world, not just England, is they get opportunities, but they're frightened of them. They're worried about it. Oh, you know, I'd like to do that, but... What if it doesn't work? Well, so fucking what? Do you know what I mean? If it doesn't work, do something else, right? And and in a sort of strange twist of fate, because that person said, I'm sacking yeah. you, start drama school. If that is actually, you might have just stayed there. I know. And it always had that vision, I'd like to be an actress, I'd like to do this. You've never done it. I know. So, in a way, you should write me a thank you letter. I'll be stuck at Hooters <laughs> in Bristol. Do you know I used to do that, Terry? You was a Hooters girl? I was a Hooters girl in Bristol. It was one of the other only Hooters in the country. 
And there's one in Birmingham as well. In Bristol? I was in Bristol <laughs> and I was a Hooters girl. Wow. Yeah, so things could be very different. Do you know something? I, I remember <laughs> going to Vegas and I can't even remember where it was, but someone said, oh, we've got to go to Hooters. And I was like, what's that? And I was like, oh. And I'm, I was probably like 21 or 22, you know. Yeah. So uh, back then it was all like, oh, Hooters, you know. You know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, hooters. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> I loved it. We'd be on the space hoppers on the weekend so what, with the kids. See, like. see I, didn't, I didn't have a go on a space hopper. Uh. I didn't see them in a space hopper in Vegas. But what happened in there? What was the drill then? Was you it on was a space hopper bouncing around yeah, going, with you, with you, Yeah, basically. <laughs> and you'd like, you're racing with like, do you know what it was? On the weekend, all the single dads would take their kids out for lunch and they'd bring them to hooters. I wonder why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'd be like having fun with all the kids. And well, I guarantee you, those same dads would be sitting at home watching Rise of Foot Soldier going, no, no, no. I know that person. Where's that somewhere. photo? Where's that photo from she, the early 2000s? I'm sure, I'm sure she was on one of those space operas in yeah. Hooters 20 years ago or 10 years ago, whenever it was. Singing yeah. all the songs <laughs> and that. So what was the songs you had to sing? Oh, I don't know. Do you know what? I used to always really busy myself whenever we had to start singing. So oh, I'd so suddenly be an amazing worker. I'd be washing all the cutlery. I'd be taking the bins out. Because I don't sing and dance for anyone. Wow. <laughs> so if we got you to sing and dance, that's a bit of a... Is it because you're not very good at it? Or because oh, you no. just don't like doing it? I, um, I've got a very nice singing voice. Right. I can't dance for shit. So. But what was <laughs> you, could you sing something now or not? No. Just one thing. Just I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe later, so we'll warm up a little. Why have I said that? I've just set myself up no, now. I just, I'm just like, you know, it's like you, you know, you, it's like you go on someone and say, I'm a really good shot, and then we've got a gun, and I go, well, shoot something. Yeah, no, I don't want to shoot anything today. But, but, you've um, set myself up. I, but I didn't know any of this stuff, so I, I'm, you know, so there you go. Hooters to Hollywood. That there could be we your go. Book. That's your book. Oh, I love Hooters that. Hooters to Hollywood. <laughs> Titled The Podfather and Hooters to Hollywood. <laughs> so, so you went to drama school. Yeah. And what was that like? I hated it. Was it? I mean, was it being a tree you hated? Or yeah, being being a tube of toothpaste and all this wank. No, from the moment I started, I was ready to finish. What was? It? They asked you to be a tube of toothpaste. That was one of the things, yeah. How'd you, you do that? Oh, you just stand still. It's all about stillness, isn't it, and embodying. And you understand, I do as an intelligent person, I, I just, understand why they're making you do it. I just got a question though, right? Because mm. you're an intelligent person and I'm an <laughs> unintelligent person. I just need to understand, <laughs> yeah. right? If you stand still and you become a tube of toothpaste, yeah. how does that apply to a role? I mean, I, what? I don't know. I mean, we did. Do you have to sort of squeeze yourself up? And you yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's the same. Like I did Uncle Vanya, and I had a part, and a Sonia. Please and don't. I was. I thought you'd say you played the uncle. No, that's no, gone no. From being the dinner lady to no. the uncle. What's I going know. on? I kept on getting dogged <laughs> at drama school, though, and they had I my scene. My character just faced the window for the whole scene. Right. So she had a back to the audience. So it's backting, <laughs> right? And you pay so much money to go to these schools. And you're just like, come on, mate. Like, and then she just turns around at the end of the scene. She's just crying. And I just thought, oh, I will be crying. Like, just get me out of here. Right. Like, I've already been to Spotlight. I've already had agents. Right. Why am I making my dad pay but for no, me I, to do this? Do you know something? Now, I think, I'm sure all the acting schools aren't the same. No. Right? Um, but I think, um, you know, I, I, I think it's the, the, the thing, to, the done thing. I think know? so. If you go to, uh, you can say, oh, I'm a classically trained actor. You know? Yeah, you've got to. And I think with... 
acting school agents. I mean, there's obviously other ways to do it. You can create your own work, but it's the probably the easiest and the most common route, isn't right. it? Like, right. I would then, recommend it. And then they do the showcase, and then you know, hopefully, an yeah. agent sees you and spots you. Most talent. people finish drama school with an agent, which yeah. is like is that what happened to you? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I was like ready to work. You know him actually. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because you've got you've got uh, Hooters, Thin Lady. Uncle Vanya backed in. <laughs> I mean, you know, then you get your agent, and yeah. and then and then when when would you when would you say what was your first sort of role? Uh, and when I say role, I'm talking about television and film. You know, so I was really really lucky. So I did your like I did I think I did Casualty first. Right. Casualty was my first like big break. But what happened in that? Did you hurt your foot or no? Your ankle? Do you know it was fucking brilliant? Right. We allowed to swear. Yeah, yeah of course, course you are. So it yeah. Be <laughs> Fine. I um I had to get my forklift truck driver's license right. for this role. So my first day on set ever for the BBC right. and they've got me down in Cardiff on uh, like doing my truck license, like driving right. around pallets and stuff to make sure I could pull off. <laughs> I know, can you imagine? I don't even have a driver's license, but I actually did it and I did it first time and I had right. my license. And then the next day I had to pull off a huge stunt where they had this warehouse rigged with all these wires and my character's just like a little idiot basically and she's driving around she's having a night with her brother and she spins the forklift and she knocks something holding up the warehouse and the whole right. thing falls down right. and her brother's stuck underneath right so it was like huge it was like a christmas special wow it was sick oh, i loved it do you, do you, yeah i mean it's funny because normally w w it, it, you know casualty and the bill um those were the two sort of That's things grow that, up watching that, that, people, know, that people like you come out of drama school yeah. Um, I've I've I had an audition for Casualty, but I I didn't get the role. What was it for? What was all about? Somebody hurt their leg. I mean, you know, it's, oh, yeah. and that's why I said, did you hurt your no. leg? Because it's always somebody's hurt their leg or been run over or whatever. No, I was doing um, the running over. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. And I think I think the guy that I auditioned for I was was being aggressive in the hospital. So. Oh, you didn't get it? No. That's weird, isn't no, it? I'm, I'm, I thought I did it <laughs> yeah. quite well. <laughs> Maybe you did it too well. <laughs> we're like, we don't want this nutcase yeah, here. Just in case he just got, takes it too far. Yeah, that's it, a bit and too then, method. And then what happened after um, after casualty? And then I did doctors. And then I was playing a pregnant woman who was right. a surrogate for her twin. So right. it was really nice like to get these sort of rite of passage roles. So to right. do like doctors, casualty. What's the other one? Do EastEnders or not? Yeah, and I did EastEnders. That's the other one. Yeah. So I played a STD nurse in EastEnders. I bet that was fun. It was great. I think Lucy Beale had been. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. Yeah. Did, did you actually have to see any patients? Yeah, yeah, I had to learn how. I had to. We had like a real nurse on set with right. us. Oh, it's just weird because when you've got to put like blue gloves on and stuff, right. I think that's a really easy thing to do. <laughs> and when you've got. They shoot really quickly, don't they? So you've got right. three cameras, you've got your mid, your close up, and your wide all at once. And I had to put blue gloves on and try and like take blood and. Do you know what? So 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 the scary thing for me when I I did it was was that you literally like you said it's just like do, 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 moving on and you're like oh, was that okay or and you sort of no thought, feedback or anything they but literally the, the halfway down the street. But I, I actually know somebody who is an STD nurse. Oh, you do. And I what well, personally? Yeah, yeah. But the, you know, just and and I actually said to, said to this person, I said, look, I said. What, what what actually happens, you know? And he said, we have all sorts of people. He said, the best ones are when people go into A&E and they've got things, obviously, stuck up their backsides. Oh, right, okay. And they go, I don't know how it got there. Oh, they're slipped. I just sat down and it, <laughs> and it just... And he said, you know, we should put a notice on the door saying, anything that goes in your back passage isn't by accident. 
It's by yeah, choice. It's by choice. Um, but, but, but then, but then I, I, I sort of said, and I sort of said, you know, what, what happens with the STD thing? How do you sort of, and it was actually quite graphic, right? And for, for women, I, I, I think they, they sort of do some sort of scraping thing. But I think for men, it's actually quite bad because I think they actually put something in and then it opens up. Yeah, like it's that. like a fox's willy, it's isn't it? Like, it's like oh. spurs that and come it's out and like, drags it down. The <laughs> it is scary to think that, you know, you go there and then they bring this thing out. And yeah. they, I mean, just the thought of it makes me just like never ever want to have sex with anybody ever again. Oh, really? But I am married, so it's not. I'm not going to do that anyway. But no. if I wasn't married... And I knew you could that wear a could condom, happen. though, couldn't that, you? But that is a good idea. You could wear a condom, but you know what <laughs> men are like? Mo most men are a little bit sort of, you know... They're just bringing out a male pill, aren't they? But then, but how does that help? I think it makes you infertile while you're taking it. I think you, you still do. produce the goods, you but... You definitely don't want to be doing that, do you? Well, I think you would if you didn't want, you want a baby. kids. Yeah. yeah, good idea. <laughs> Wish I'd <laughs> had someone with that. <laughs> but that's funny that you did... Uh, you, yeah, is it, STD. So is it actually, were you actually called the STD? No, nurse? I was called Nurse Rachel Covell. Right. Yeah. So there you go. So Rachel Covell on EastEnders mm -hmm. is an STD nurse. So, I mean, it's great because lots of people will recognise you from obviously being in the Rise of the Foot Soldier yeah. franchise and not knowing any of this stuff. So mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting. Um, um, so you, you've done Doctors, you've done Casual, you've done EastEnders, and then what was the next... Just, oh, just loads of films. I've done loads of films. Because right. um, it's been, what, nearly like 15, 20 years? Yeah. So what, what other films have you done? I mean, we'll get on to the Rise of the Foot Soldier films in a minute, but what, what other films... Um, what, what, I mean, obviously, we did, we did one together um, recently, but um, were they crime films or were they...? Um, I did a film called Hurricane, which was really cool, which was about right. the Polish uh, like fighters in the air for the right. RAF in wow. England. That was really cool. That was like quite big. Right. Because um, I think if you look at your career, you know, you, you obviously in Rise of the Foot Subs, you play this kind of, you know, real gangster bitch, you know what I mean? That's like, you know, basically just, you know, just An horrible dark, <laughs> dark, dark, dark character, but great. And it's funny because when you look at you as a person and then you look at your early career, Obviously, you wouldn't expect. No, I know. To, so, 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 let's talk about your rise of the foot soldier, the Pat Tate story. Yeah, you got this crazy American called Zach Adler. Yeah, bless him. Um, <laughs> and 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 you auditioned for the part of Pat Tate's wife. Yeah, I did. So, or his girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, yeah the one that's yeah, Laura's played in the end. She did a very good job, but and I'm really pleased I didn't get it because yeah. they actually wrote in Charlotte for me. Amazing. So, which is really cool. So you're so. so what did you do to kind of get yourself into that thing? Did you sort of hang out with some gangster bitches? Yeah. Or, or did I you to get into the role. Or did you, or did you um, you know, sort of look at somebody and think, actually, that actress, the way she played that in that gangster film, I'm, I want to do something like that. Did you have, like, something you wanted to create with a character? I don't know. I mean, I love films like Pulp Fiction. I love Uma Thurman. So, like, maybe, like, things, people like that were in the back of my mind. But... For Charlotte, the way she was created, she was sort of based on my alter ego. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's a bit too honest, but like, because <laughs> so I, this sounds a bit wanky, but like, I love to. I studied Meisner as like right. an acting technique, which is. I did as well. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do they say? So wearing a black t-shirt. There we go, and you're living <laughs> truthfully in imaginary circumstances. So it's just you 
in that situation. Right. So I was thinking, if, if all of this had happened to me, if right. I was Charlotte, right. this is how Charlotte would do it. You know, oh, that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, and I've hung around with people who are quite like Charlotte, like right. with the drug taking and the bitchiness and, She's cool. I mean, she's sort of, she has softness. Like when she's yeah. with Craig and she sort of thinks she's getting what she wants. Right. She comes across as quite nice, doesn't she? But she's double-edged. I, do you know something? I, I, when I watched um, the Pat Tate story, Rise of the Foot Soldier 3, um, it, it made me laugh the way you play that character because, because when I was doing clubs, yeah, and obviously when you're doing dance music events and you're going, you know, all around the world, there was loads of crazy girls like that, loads. Yeah. And I was, and I, the reason I laughed was I was like, fucking hell, I've been out with somebody like that. Yeah. Fucking hell, I remember somebody like that. Do you know what I mean? So I it was just like, it. so I think from a from a character perspective, I think what what you did with that that character was bang on. And I think anybody who knows anybody like that would go, that's what those crazy yeah. girls are like. She's a recognisable yeah. stereotype, isn't she? Yeah, I yeah. think. And she's <laughs> just so much fun. But there's such a responsibility, isn't there? When you come back to do a film and play the same character again and again yeah. and to like give the audience what they want. I've when you did when you did it, I mean obviously, you know, I don't know if you're self-conscious but but actually be some of those outfits that you oh, wore, yeah. right, you know, you, you couldn't go out and have a Big Mac in the evening, could you? No, you couldn't even <laughs> wear them by the pool. You couldn't even, I know you get done. And and I mean when you were doing it, did you know, was you sort of did you ever sort of have those, I mean, most actors do have those doubts, you know, oh, do I look all right in this? Or yeah. am I delivering it right? Or is this character right? Did you ever have any of those? God, definitely. And you that's why you just don't know until you see the film. Right. You don't know whether you've been done dirty or not, do you, with the right. lighting or the directing? Because yeah. I don't like to watch stuff back, so. Well, it's just, difficult. If, if yeah. you sat there watching yourself going, look you at me, aren't I wonderful? There's got to be something wrong with you, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> no, no, none of that. It's horrible, And but you... You have a, I have a sense of empowerment when I'm playing Charlotte. So right. I know that I'm playing a character. So, right. yeah, people might judge your body and say this, saying that. But I'm an actor and I'm doing my job. So unless they've got something bad to say about the acting, right. I don't give a shit if they no, say I've got a fat ass. But I, I, I genuinely, th you know, I don't think you've got a fat ass, Emily. <laughs> and uh, I think you looked amazing in the film. Thank you. And, um, you know, it, it, I think what was good, I think when you watched the first Rise of the Foot Soldier film, Obviously, there were women characters in there, but I think <laughs> I think in the third one, that was the first time when you actually, you know, I think Charlotte was an actual leading lady character rather than just some girl who's turning up. That's a just, bit of wallpaper, you know. You know? Yeah, yeah actually, something to look yeah, at, which was good. And yeah, uh, I mean, what 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 memories have you got of the first one, the the Pat Tate one? The, the very first yeah. one. You must have some funny stories you can share. Well, I like being with Larry Lamb. I thought that was wonderful. He's a great actor. He though, was he? lovely. He's a nice guy. So he was supposed to kiss me and he refused. He refused to kiss me, which I thought was really upsetting. So I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. And Zach said, you know, you can come, come down the stairs and walk over to Charlotte and give her a kiss and then say you got a flight to catch. And he sort of went over, whispered, came back and said, I'm not, I'm not going to kiss you. So why? Well, because I was like this sort of, I was younger than his daughter, right. was sort of the general feeling. Did you say, but it's called acting now. Yeah, but do you know what he did? He walked over on scene, right. grabbed me by the head and he just kissed my forehead right. and then walked away and it actually looks, it, it transpires so much better on right, screen right, than right. if we'd had a snog. It was really beautiful. But then you, that was, that was, I mean, obviously it was a couple, wouldn't you? So yeah. So you'd imagine. I mean, it's, I, I think it's difficult. I mean, it's, uh, I've always found, you know, it's it's always weird. I've, you know, loads of people have said to me, oh, you know, 
when you do them sort of scenes where you're kissing someone. Oh, you must love it. Oh. And, and you always go, no. It's actually, there's nothing to love about it. No. There's 30 people in a the room. There's a camera there. There's some of a microphone there. There's all these lights on you. And, and it's probably the most unsexy. Uh, it's just literally like... Let's just get this over quickly. That's it. You don't enjoy it. It's not. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's not pleasurable. No. You've got to be a bit of a pervert if you're getting yeah. enjoyment from it. But Craig Fairbrass refused to kiss me as well. He sort of cut that out of the scripts. Right. But it all works in Charlotte's favour. It actually gives her more gravitas as a character because right, right. you're not. Everyone wants to kiss her, but they don't. You and know, it's like, oh, she's not putting it out. Yeah, she's not putting it out. She's not actually getting her tits out. She's not really tonguing anyone on right. camera. You know, there might be sort of. It might be simulated or it might right. be suggested. Right. But she holds her power by. That never really not happened. Not tonguing people, not getting the tits yeah, out. Yeah, not tonguing, <laughs> not getting your tits out. Your power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we get to the premiere. We had a, we had a great premiere in, in London and we had a great premiere in Marbella. That we was the did. first time that we all went to Marbella. It was. Um, which was great fun. So much fun. Um, and, and what was your thoughts when you actually saw on the screen, I know it's difficult to, to, to pat yourself on the back, I didn't I do well, but <laughs> when, you, when you watched it, did you think, well, actually... My Mars actually looks quite good. Well, when you see yourself <laughs> on like such a huge screen, you still don't come away feeling good. Oh right, okay. you don't. Okay. I don't think anyone would. But was you happy with your performance at the end? Did you? Did, did yeah, you, well, yeah. I think the film's brilliant. Like I love the film, and yeah. yeah, when you're sat there and you've got people wolf whistling and like going cool, oh. and you're sort of sat at the back. You know, like, do you, you know you get told off if you wolf whistle women now. You know, someone I know, but do you know someone did that to me on the way here today, and I thought that's bollocks because. You could have got arrested, so like you've obviously really felt the need to do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I was a woman and Sam Wolf was with me, I'd be quite happy about it. Yeah, and well, that's that's just not 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 from a sexual thing, but just because I, I think every, everybody likes to be complimented. Even yeah. if someone said to you, I think you probably prefer if someone said to you, "Oh, you look lovely," or "I like your shoes," or I "like your hair," or whatever, rather than going. Yeah, but you know it was I mean? really but weird. It was. It was like a strange. I was like, "Gosh, that's not happened." For years. But I think what they've tried to do with the law is to get rid of these scaffolding builders yeah, from doing it to people. like yeah, school children who've got yeah, to walk past a few times a day and stuff. So, but yeah, well, I was like, oh, right. Okay, we've still got it. But I always thought it was a term of endearment, Wolf Whistling. Yeah, well, you've got to be careful now, haven't you? Do you know what? Let's well, go back to that, that Marbella premiere. Do you remember what happened with the guy? Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what, I'll tell you, before we talk about it, <laughs> let's talk about. So that's all come out. It's all done well. And then did you think, oh, they're going to be another one and we're going to come back again? No, I don't I don't know. Because when I was, so that was the second, when I was left in the desert, I kind of thought, that's it. No, no, no. I'm oh, after the, the first one. one. So the third one. So the, the first one you was in was yeah. the third one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Pat Tate story. Oh, no. But then, but then when that, see, for me... The end of that film. I thought that was it. I yeah. thought that was it. I thought they've just come back, just done mm. that. And then I remember Andy ringing me up and going, uh, I'll tell. Um, I think they're doing Foot Soldier My Bayer. Um, do you want to come back? It's only. And I was like, yeah, why not? Yeah. And he goes, well, Adam's in, Craig's in, Emily's in. If you go out my bayer for a couple of months, it'd be a laugh. And I was like, where do I sign? Do you know what I mean? So I thought when he told me, <laughs> I remember I thought that's that just sounds like like a pie in the sky sort of thing. I'm not going to pay too much attention to that. So I was really excited when it actually came through. Because we filmed in Cannes. We started, we did our pre-shoot yeah, in remember, Cannes in remember, May remember. on a boat. So I wasn't there for that. Because yeah. that was obviously yours and uh, and Pat's thing. Yeah. On the, on the uh, that was on one of the boat scenes, wasn't it? Yeah. But, but I remember getting the script and reading it and just thinking, 
<laughs> this is crazy. And I remember like just being on the set and it was, that was probably, I'd say out of all the films I've been in, that's probably the funniest. Yeah. Not just from the end result, but no. actually doing it. Yeah. Every day it was like, you, you actually want us to do this? Yeah, well, yeah. You, you guys were like smoking <laughs> and stuff, weren't you? That was brilliant. You did that very well. Um, <laughs> no, no, the, the, it was... Uh, was it crack? It was, yeah. I th I, do you know what? I don't know. But it, 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 whatever it was in that pipe, um, it was like, I don't smoke. So obviously, whatever it was, when I was smoking, I was going, <laughs> you know, it's it like was, method, and your eyes go all bloodshot. Um, but but that was funny with the, with with Riffy Klaus in the Klaus. In the <laughs> it was brilliant. He wasn't even an actor, was he? I think that was just one of Andy's mates from the Groucho. But he was one funny. Of Matt Smith's friends. But he it? was so honestly so funny, so mm. funny. And 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 I mean, you know, I again with that because we was in Amsterdam, then we was in Marbella, then we was in Essex, then they obviously recreated that Nigel Ben fight. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I've, I think you know, at, at, at the foot soldiers, I think that's that was the sort of uh, only fools and horses meets Scarface. Yeah, that's, that's what it a felt really like. good analogy. It was, it was yeah. just sort of like so crazy. People loved um, it as well. The response was amazing, and also, the soundtrack's incredible. But also, that was a lockdown movie, wasn't it? Because I don't know if you remember yeah. when the lockdown happened, all the Rise of the Foot Soldier films went back on TV, and it was crazy because. Obviously, everyone's thinking the world's ending, mm. and we're sitting there, and I'm people going, "You're on, you're on Channel Five, and it's like, what? Oh, you're on Sky, you're on Amazon, you're on Netflix, and all, all these things were like popping up. Yeah. But I think lots of people watched um, the Foot Soldier Marbella in lockdown, and I think that was what really elevated it to the point where lots more people watched it. Um, and then I, I had a. Uh, Again, we, 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 we worked together on that one and that was great. Um, but I don't think we don't actually have any scenes, do we? No, we just Which that very weird. brief interaction when you oh, moon yeah. No, me. no, sorry, 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 sorry. So <laughs> do you know something? We had no scenes in uh, the, the Pat Tate story. No. But in, we're talking about fat asses. Yes. Um you do you want to share that story? <laughs> well, you actually got me I thought you nearly got me banned from Instagram recently. Because <laughs> I know. Your bum got me banned. <laughs> I posted the video where you mooning Charlotte. Do you want to say something funny? Yeah. That wasn't in the script. Was it not? <laughs> Was it not, you bastard? Someone, someone said, oh, when we drive off, why don't you do something funny and I was like what do you want me to do like Moon was like yeah just do that That's it'd be funny so and it was funny and it was funny and obviously everyone laughs at that but because um, it shocked me because that's right I didn't see that in the script I thought I, maybe I just missed it I genuinely was like oh what is going on what is going big on big airy bum <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that definitely yeah it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not as, as it, it doesn't look as um, small as your bum oh well like. thank you yeah um uh, I'm calling you Charlotte now because I'm getting into character. We're yeah, about yeah. Arms in windows. Um, but that got you. Um, so, you so North Korea, Syria, Iran, they've all. They didn't like it. They did, no, I didn't like it. No. Did you message them and say it wasn't your bum, it was somebody else's? Well, I don't think they cared. <laughs> no, I don't think it was just the fact it was a bum. Yeah. Right, there you go. You've heard it here first. <laughs> the pop father's bum has offended people offended in Iran, people Syria, and North Korea. But that, but that was that was fine. I mean, again, you know the. The, talking about the, the premiere in Marbella mm. and that crazy man coming. That was really scary, but everyone thought it was like part of like the night that you yeah. guys would put so, on a show. So, so 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 for people that weren't there or haven't heard the story, um, we had people like Tom Zanetti, um, Alfie Best, there was all the cast, all the crew. We was having a really good night 
And this guy decided to come, who uh, and he thought it'd be a really good idea to drink a bottle of brandy before he come. Yeah. And he was he was off his head, right? And I don't know where he got in, but he walked in, and he came up to me. And he was going, "I love your films. I love your character." And he was being a nuisance, and we mm. were just sort of like, "Oh, you know, thanks, mate." Blah blah. And then apparently, he went upstairs and started getting aggressive with Frankie. Frankie threw him down the stairs and I thought he broke his neck. Now Frankie hit him because because he oh. started on Frankie. Frankie just hit him and he went down the stairs. Oh, okay. And I remember like going up the stairs and seeing this guy coming down the stairs. Yeah, I was at the bottom. It's like that's that lunatic who's pissed. In the tracksuit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I'm I got up on the stage and we were doing the speeches before the premiere started. And then um and I didn't know this had happened, but he got back up and walked upstairs and he didn't have a ticket. Okay. So I think one of the ushers said, have you got a ticket? And he went, no. And I think they said to him, oh, yeah, if you haven't got a ticket, you can't come in. And he said, if you don't fuck, I'm going to stab you. Yeah. Right? So then the usher's gone, okay, you go in. And then phone the police. So we're on a stage doing this, co- you know, yeah, t- thanks for coming. I hope you enjoyed the movie. We're going to the taboo afterwards. <laughs> and the, si- the fire exits go like that. And then the guardians have all come in with his shields. Shields, lights. And they literally run in. And then all of a sudden they go, ah, and smashing his keys up, stamping on him and like putting his shields around him. I know. And I'm standing on the stage, I'm going, don't worry, guys, it's a publicity stunt. Yeah. And they start going, yeah. But then they're like looking for the knife underneath no, all the chairs. He didn't have a knife, but he was. Did just, he not? Because no. I heard, so this is probably not true then, I heard that he'd also stabbed someone down the port. I don't. Do you prior know prior I don't to know. turning up. I mean, I mean, it could be true. It could be. But I don't think so because apparently he. After they beat him up, they took him to the police station in Marbella. Yeah. And um, I think they kept him in for a couple of days and let him out. So okay. he obviously didn't have... If he'd have stabbed someone in the port, they'd have put him in jail. Yeah, so it's what you said. He yeah. threatened the um But the I think usher. he was just pissed and he was just being a nuisance. Mm. Um, uh, but, but, it was but, very exciting, but people, it? But people... <laughs> but I did think, what the fuck is going on? Do you know yeah, what I mean? I was, I was scared. And I don't scare that easily. Because when the doors burst open and the, the Spanish police run in, you're like... But they were all in like military gear and they yeah. all had like shields and stuff. <laughs> You're like, what? You couldn't have planned this better if it was like, yeah, publicity stunt. And, and a couple of people were saying to me, you know, what was that about? I said, it's a publicity stunt. They always do it just to get people <laughs> yeah. excited about it. Get you all excited, all worked <laughs> out. And then the film starts, everyone's like, what? <laughs> and then obviously, um, again, in lockdown, they, they ended up doing the Rise of Foot Soldier Origins. Yeah. Which unfortunately didn't have Charlotte. No. In, which I was. Very upset about. I know. So a lot of people wrote to me about that, but yeah. obviously the timeline. If you were like yeah. a real Foot Soldier fan, yeah. you'd understand it didn't make sense. I mean, I mean, the thing is, I think, I think how Pat had his story was good, and I think yeah. obviously, I mean, Tony having his story, I'm sure if Roland did his story, that'd be good as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the the good thing about, I think that franchise, is it's became it's become. The only British UK film, crime franchise, I know. and you know. There's people that love it and there's people that hate it. But I think if you like crime films, it's fun. It's not meant to be, you know, people going, oh, you know, the actors are, you know, in their 40s now or their 50s playing 38-year-olds, you know, it's stupid. But nobody really cares. Who I mean, cares? You know, it's if not you like fun. Charlotte when she was 25 in the movie or when she's 35, you still like Charlotte. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter yeah. if she's 10 years older. Um, do you know what I mean? And so, I am seven years older now. So. Oh, seven years old. Yeah. So that you was twenty eight when you did 
28? Works on 35 now, yeah. Right, 27, wow. So that was when you made your entry into the foot soldier family. Into the foot soldier family, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have my husband, didn't wow. have my baby. So, so when, when you met uh, your husband, yeah. when was that? That was in 2018. So we, it was the year that we filmed the second one, right. my second one. And then when did you have your... Was, was the baby planned or was it just... Yeah, we were in lockdown and I just felt like this, if I could do it, this is a blessing of like a time right. period where I could get away and take a break and have a baby and we were so blessed that it actually worked. You didn't really have a break, did you? Because I rang you up in lockdown, if you remember. I know, we did a little said, film. Emily, I've got a movie for you. <laughs> and what did I do, Terry? I turned up on set six months pregnant. Do you know what though, what was really funny? <laughs> you never told me. No, so I know. walked in the door, I walked in, I looked at her and I thought, I thought, Charlotte's either really let herself go, right? <laughs> or she's been overdosing on the takeaways in lockdown. Lockdown, right? But, but obviously, you don't say anything. So I didn't come up to you and say anything. I just, but obviously, <laughs> in, in my mind, I thought, I, I thought, what's happened? You know, because cause I always remember you literally being like yeah, size yeah. six. Do you know what I mean? You've never, ever, ever had any weight on you at all. So when you walked in, I was like, wow. But in a way, you were channeling the dinner lady, weren't you? Yes. You went back there. to that dinner lady character <laughs> and thought, well, I'm going to be the barmaid, but I don't want to be a sexy barmaid. No. But I thought, I thought what was good about that in that film, from, from, from a personal perspective, is that nobody, everyone would have thought you'd have come out all like, hello, love, and all that, and you were like this sort of dolly bird barmaid. Yeah. But because you didn't do that and you come out and you was just playing a barmaid that had that side to her, I think a lot of people w didn't expect that. And I yeah. think... With this sort of stuff, um, and I think one of my favourite lines in the film is when, uh, when, when, because was we've been digging Dan out all the time. Whatever. Yeah. And then he, he um, and and then I think, I think he goes up to the bar and sees you, and you look at him and go, "Hello," and I said, "Do me a favour when you just go hello." Yeah. No. And it's the funniest thing ever because he just didn't expect it, and he seems not go. <laughs> <laughs> that's not in the script yeah. people do actually put things in the script just to see if you're paying attention yeah though. exactly um, but um, but I, I mean that was a good film to do I think it was a good film to do in lockdown uh, The Last Heist and obviously it went on to Amazon um, it was number one on Amazon on their crime films team yeah. what, did you, what, did you, what did you think because obviously playing that was a different role for you yeah well I'd seen the play right. so I came and saw you in the play was it hard was it hard for you being six months pregnant because yeah. because I know with emotions. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it's the, my sort of like when you're pregnant, you always have this point in pregnancy where your belly pops. Right. So I actually naively thought I could get away with it right. until about a month before we started shooting and my baby just turned around. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So I actually do blame my agent with this. We right. I had some other like balls rolling and we didn't want to let the industry know I was pregnant. Right, right. And because of lockdown and because of the way things were going and we were sort of doing the deal ourselves. Right. We were like not letting anyone know, just yeah. seeing if the film goes ahead, and then. Live but genu genuinely, if you'd have said to me, "By the way, I'm pregnant," I wouldn't have cared. I was no, still, well, of course I was still not. Said, Great, Emily. You but know. I was also in a bit of denial. I know it sounds stupid. Right. And like <laughs> about the way I looked, about whether everything was going to go well. Right. So right. I was in a very weird headspace. So it was a really right. hard time, and to film, and then to see myself that large on the screen is really like humbling I but, think. but also you've got to remember like when you look at anything on camera it's two pound more i know so can you imagine when i'm like weighing like as much as i did i think i weighed nearly 12 stone wow yeah and i normally weigh about eight right 
<laughs> so it was quite a big difference. Do you, do you notice, though, how professional I was? I didn't come up to you and say any fat jokes. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything nothing. inappropriate. I was always just like, hi, oh, Emily, you, you look amazing. You were lovely. Yeah, Everyone was lovely. I mean, my breasts looked great and my skin was good right. and my hair was good. So you right. get these little blessings when you're pregnant. But. So so, so, so you, you obviously had a boy. Yep. You didn't know that. Little boy, Charlie. Little boy, Charlie. Do you, do you think he's going to get into the acting game? Do you think he's... He's got an agent. Really? Yeah, he's got an agent. He's got a theatrical Amazing. agent. It's a friend of a friend who I went to drama school with, so nothing Amazing. too serious. I had a photo shoot with him when he was younger. Right. And the cameraman actually said he was the worst behaved kid he'd ever had. So you so, thought he's definitely going to be an actor? Well, sort of, actually, now I'm sort of backing <laughs> off a little bit because I'm like, I'm not sure. If he enjoyed it, I would have really tried to pursue right. it. But every time the camera went... He wanted to go look at the camera, so right. he might be on the other side. Well, you never know. Yeah, or he wanted to turn all the switches and stuff. He's yeah. all into switches at the moment. Do you, do you think you're, you're having a child? And, and when when me and my wife had had our first child, you know, we, we said literally after the first year we'd never have any more children, oh, really? right? Yeah. Because he he had reflux and he didn't sleep, mm, okay. so he just screamed all the time. And I was like, I just I just I can't do this ever again. Yeah. And then it got sorted. Yeah. And then it was okay. And then sort of when he was three, it was like, maybe we'll have another one. Yeah, I know. And then we had another one. So I've, I've, I'm now on my third, right? Yeah. Um, but do you think you have any more or not? I hope so. Have I've you got a number? Because I always <laughs> thought two would be enough. Well, I've got two stepdaughters as well. So right, they're sort okay. of a bit older. One's about to be 16. One will be 20 next year. So oh. we've got the girls. I'd love another boy. Right. I think you don't really want to have an only child no. in that respect. They always turn out a little bit odd. Don't so, they? so if you have, like me... Are you an only <laughs> cherry I could have told? Are you actually? I always turn out a bit odd. I'm oh, so no, sorry. Loads of people could say I'm odd, so it's fine. But, the, the <laughs> um, but I always wanted to have a brother or sister. Yeah. But do you know something? I think um, when I look at my kids, you know, they all want your attention and they all mm. want to be your favourite. They yeah. all want, you know, they even though they might not say it, they all do want it. It's very difficult to juggle it because... You know, you don't really have favourites. No. Um, but, you know, there's things you do I like, there's things you do I hate, there's things <laughs> you do I like, there's things you do I hate. So you have this, like, love-hate relationship okay. with them all. That's very honest. Right? I like that, and, and, yeah. And, and, you know, that's just how it is. And sometimes they say something that you want to smack them around the arrow, and other times they say something and, and you want to give them a cuddle. Do you oh, know what I mean? I know. But, well, um, Charlie's just started talking, and he's right. got this thing which really annoys me. He's overly polite. So you go, Charlie, do you want to have a bath? He goes, oh, no, thank you, Mummy. <laughs> No, no, me after you. I yeah, insist. yeah, he's like a real gent. He's going, is this bedtime? No, 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 thank you. I'm like, what? <laughs> that doesn't, like, give you a pass not to go to bed. It's funny, though, because he's probably thinking, because kids are bright like that. Yeah. They do come up with this stuff and go, you know. He walks down the path when we're walking the dogs, and he goes, oh, sorry. And it's like, well, that's a hint, a little bit of sarcasm there, and you haven't moved out the way, but never mind. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. But then, uh, you know... You, you, so, 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 you, so you think probably if you have another one, that'd be it? Or yeah. Right, so yeah. Four's, four's the magic number. I think, yeah, four. Yeah. And I think also at the age I'm at, I can't really... I don't know, you do take a hit with your career when you have kids. Right. And I do want to really get back into it. Yeah. So I feel like it's either sort of another child sort of soonish or not right. at all. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. And then, uh, you know, your most recent movie. Yeah. Is Rise of the Foot Soldier Vengeance. That's right. Very exciting. And um, em Emily 
Okay, Charlotte is back. She's back. She's really back. Yeah. She's been picked up from the desert. And uh, so, 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 you know, when you got the call, and you know, was you like, yeah, no one? Yeah, I mean, I've been told what the whole arc was for Charlotte from the beginning. From Andy, he's always had a very clear idea in his mind of what it was going to be. Yeah. So I had an idea of what was going to happen. Right. And it happens. Do this feel different to the other ones? Uh, well, this was with Nick, and I'd not worked with Nick before. Right. Um, and the other ones, Andy had always taken on more of a director's role, like sort right. of leading him through it a little bit. And this was very much Nick. Nick's very particular, isn't he? He really yeah. knows what he wants. And I've not worked with a director like that before. I'm quite used to having more free reign and more right. of a play, whereas Nick's like militant. He's got yeah. an idea of what he wants. So it wasn't... I think you won't mind if I say this. It wasn't as fun an ex of an right. experience, but I think what we've ended up with is better than any of the other films. Right. Okay. Well, I think when we did except for the ones you oh, of course, yeah. but uh, no, but when we did when we did um, Origins with Nick directing, which was incredible, was, the performance well, it, it he was, got, but it was completely different to uh, to to the other ones. Yeah. And I think I think what Nick does as a director is he sees it his way. Mm. And he knows what he wants. And I, for, from my perspective, I know some people, everyone has a different, they, they like, everyone has, that's my director. The reason I like Nick was because he was on everybody. Yeah. And he goes, this is what I want you to do. This is why I want you to do it. And when you're doing this, I want you to do this and I want you to do that and think about this. So he actually guided you through what he wanted. Yeah. So there was never any sort of ambiguity. He didn't come on the set and do it. And then he goes, no, no, no. No. I don't want you to do that. He was like, before you did it, he was like, this is what I want you to do. And they don't waste any time. So there's probably no. not much on the editing floor because he knows what he wants. I mean, I liked him. I thought he was a good director. Oh, I and, love him. Uh, He's one of my really good and mates. I, and, I th and I think, uh, yeah, I, th I think he did a good job with... Um, uh, I mean, Origins was amazing. Yeah, so he's, I only done, hats he's only done, obviously, two. Mm. But, you know, having I mean, Vengeance is completely different. Yeah. And I think... I think um, it's, it's weird, it sort of doesn't feel foot soldiery. Like, you know, the other ones have got lots of, the, you know, th there's there's obviously the three guys and then there's yeah. all these other characters. And But I think that, that's gone off. But again, you know, I think with, with all these things, you have to do things different. Because if it's yeah. the same old thing over and over it's again. It's almost a different format this time. Yeah. So there's not much of your, like, time frame jumping around. Right. I think it's pretty much linear because it was originally going to be called Take Two Days of Blood, I that's think. It. Yeah. it was all going to be over two days. And I think when they started shooting, realised... Like that didn't quite work. Yeah, it will take over two weeks. <laughs> so they called it Vengeance instead. But yeah, take take two weeks of blood. Yeah, doesn't sound as good as not, two days. Not got yeah. a great ring to it, has it? But yeah. it's um yeah, it's really I don't know, it's really dynamic in the way that it's written, the way that the story's told. Right. It's different, isn't it? Because you've obviously read it and I think it's I think people are gonna love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, excited. For sure, for sure. Um but do you think people are gonna be upset? I don't know what you're talking about. I think people are going to be upset, though. I think, I they're, think, gonna, so. I think they're, so. they're going to be upset on 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 uh, a couple of levels. Yeah. Not just. You no, know, there's, there's, there's a few. There's a few big things that happen. That there's a few big things that happen, and um, you know, but but do you know something? It's it, it it. What I love about the the franchise is whatever happens. It doesn't really make any difference because you can always go back. <laughs> <laughs> You can always go back, so it doesn't matter what happens. Got complete creative life. Yeah, which is good, and there's not there's not many films that have done that and got away with it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because because if you'd have said to me, we that that first film was made in 2006. Mm. If you'd have said to me, 14 years time, 
you're going to be doing a Tony Tucker film <laughs> about you, you know, like a prequel to this. I'd be like, well, how'd that work? How and it does doesn't make any sense, no, it but doesn't. it works. So yeah. it's it's just it's just bizarre. It's bizarre. So what's your um, what have you got that you're sort of working on next? So you, obviously the film comes out. Well, actually, the film um, will already be out. Will it? Yeah. It will be out. By the time this comes out, the film will already be in the cinemas. And, um, you know, what what have you got lined up? I've got a big film coming up, but I can't say anything yet. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So watch this space. That's a bit bad. I you know. Come on in and you come in. Well, I know. Uh, can you tell us what it's about or not? Or is it just... No, it's sort of all in the pipeline at the moment. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, there's more. There's more to come. Okay. And just really enjoying... Looking forward to getting back. Yeah. Because I've sort of taken, for me, I feel like I've been in like a, almost like a retirement with the lockdown, and getting married, ch- having a child. Yeah. So really lucky to do the last heist. Yeah. Two foot the last heist m- meant that we could all go to Marbella last year. It I meant know. that we had uh, a Leicester Square premiere, um, which was good. Yeah. And then obviously, then you filmed Rise of Foot's House of Vengeance. Yeah. And that's obviously out, you know, so, so it's, it, I mean, you have been. Still working. Yeah, Even though I've you've been, been really getting married, lucky. having babies, and having fun, you've been still been working. It's still been working. I've been doing amazing things, and everything I've done is sort of going yeah. to screen. You know, because yeah, yeah. you spend a lot of time in your career working yeah. and making films that don't go anywhere. But in the world we're in now, with yeah. Netflix, Amazon, things yeah. get seen, don't they? Yeah. So lots of people. Yeah, you must have some funny stories on 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 over the over the foot soldier films. Oh God, I don't know really. Do you know I get offered a lot of drugs on nights out? Because no. people just assume I'm the same. We haven't talked about this. Oh, no. I think we should. Okay. <laughs> I think when you're in something like this, mm. people assume that is what you're like. Yes. Um, and what you was just saying, <laughs> I have the same. Yeah. People, people message you sometimes and say, I want to go out on a bender with you. I want to do this, I want to do that. And it's like, mate, I'm 52 years of age. I'm married with three kids. I'll go to bed at 12 o'clock. Yeah. I'm probably the most uninteresting person in the world. Yeah. I, and you want me to go out on a bender with you? I said, you know, maybe 30 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean, when I was sort of young and stupid, I might have been able to stay awake. Yeah, and have less past, to lose. Past, past, past midnight. But I think yeah. as soon as you get a bit older, Everyone if I have a glass of wine now, the next day I'm sort of. Is that it? Yeah. yeah so so I'm, I'm my, my sort of uh, going out for going out all night days are gone. But um, people always ask me. I mean, what for you? What are the, what what sort of things um, do you get asked? I get a lot of people ask me to call them Right. <laughs> which is fine, it's very easy, it doesn't take very right, long. Right. Uh, a lot of people just love to buy you a drink, which is right. great. Or a lot of people want to take you to the toilet, like to do right. drugs. And it's right. quite, you know, you have to take it the right way. You've got to be in the right so frame. Say, I'm the mother. Well, yeah, you I'm can't, you can't, can you? Because you don't want to like, you know, ruins people's... I'm the mother of one. How and I've got two stepchildren. Very well. dare, dare you, you? <laughs> yeah. No, you've got to keep up the illusion. Obviously, I don't. But like, right. it's, it's crazy how much you get offered it. Right. And then people assume that you're doing it for real in the films. Yeah, I mean, someone actually said to me, oh, what, do you, what, what, <laughs> "What do you actually take?" And I said, "Well, um, what we, what, what, and, and when we did the original Foot Soldier, because um, I did a film once where they played a practical joke on me. Oh my god! And I actually put flour uh. on the thing, and and, I, and they said, "Oh, you can sniff that; it's fine." I said, "What is it?" And they said, "It's flour." And I was like, "Can you sniff flour?" And they went, "Yeah, no problem." So I've done it. It was like oh, like that, so and they go, "You got to do it again." And they maybe do it about six, seven times. And it actually, made me feel right. She had a sore throat. Yeah, I'm not and uh, they was all laughing. I was going, "I was just fucking about." We didn't really. It's not even in the film. And I said, "Why did you do this to me?" Oh, do you know what I mean? God. 
Um, um, but then when I did foot soldier, I said, that's not fucking flour, is it? Mm. They went, no, 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 no. It, it's some sort of like glucose powder. It's like a vitamin, isn't it? Yeah, like a fructose tablet but the thing all is, broken up. After you've had about six or seven. You're still like that. You do, you do, you <laughs> sort of, it's like you do get a little head rush. And you it. get a little backdrop and you're like picking out little <laughs> solid bits. You're like, sorry, get rid of that. And, and, and what we were doing is actually quite funny. Have you ever worked with Neil Maskell? No. So Neil Maskell, I mean, he's, he's a great actor. And never worked with him before. Mm. And this was his first day on a film set. And have, you've seen the first one, haven't you? Yeah. So do you remember when Pat's in hospital and he's been shot? Yeah. And he's got like this prostitute in there. <laughs> and, and he's got a gun in the bed. And we're all in there like laughing and joking. And then Ricky Arnett walks in and he looks around and he goes, he goes, uh, no, sorry, Neil Maskell's first. He walks in and bear in mind, he's never seen any of us. Right, so I'm I'm literally stood at the end of this bed, and we've done about four of these lines of this glucose stuff. Then I've got the bed, I start shaking, rah, 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 and then everyone starts laughing, and then and then Pat's like got this, you know, this fake coke stuff and put it on this girl's breasts. Yeah. And then Neil comes in and he he walks in and we're all like we're all my laughter. There's this naked girl standing there with this like these lines on her, <laughs> on her tits. And he walks in and he just like he just, he's just like that and he's just looking around. As if to say, what the fuck have I walked into? And then Pat goes, drawn a line. <laughs> right? so then he does it and then he sits there and then Mickey Arnett walks and he goes, what the fuck's going on here? But it, it was so funny. Yeah. Like that, the, you know, that some of those scenes and so many people um, have said, you know, they've actually been out and done that for real. You that's, know what I mean? Yeah, but, that's it. People don't believe uh, that you're but, acting. But, but it's, you know, it's... It's, it's impossible to do it. No. If it was real... It wouldn't work. And also the budget would have to be huge, wouldn't it? Yeah, and everyone would get arrested. Well, yeah, and that, and that, sorry. <laughs> I was really worried, actually. Do you know what? It's a funny story. We filmed one of the boat scenes right. and we were, it's the one of the scenes where I'm like, put, put the fucking gun down, Pat. put him down, Patrick, and I'll put a gun to Pat Tate's head. Right. We filmed that in Cannes and we had a real, or like a real gun, but it was during the Cannes Film Festival and they wanted me to pull up a gun and put it to his head and we had all of these snipers because there'd been a terrorist attack quite recently up on the croisette, all watching. And I said to Andy, I was like, but if they see me with a gun, I'm just suddenly going to get like a red dot. But on that'd, my be head. A, that'd be good for the behind the scenes. Yeah, but I wouldn't be able to do number three and four, would I? I'd be out. I was shitting it. So I was doing it very, very quickly. And I was going like that. And then I was, you know, Ben Law, I was passing it on to him in light and going, there you go, take it really oh, quickly. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so scared. It's funny though. What other, what other funny stories you got? There must be smug ones. I got a bit pissed when we did Vengeance because it was really, really cold and I got to work with the wonderful Phil Davis. And he's great. He's so lovely. I actually did snog him. Really? In the film. He, he was quite happy. I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, he gave me a little grope Ooh. in the film. It was in the script. <laughs> it was scripted. No me too here. Oh, okay. And um, we're doing this like breakfast scene and for some reason it was real whiskey. Right. Like Charlotte comes back from a night out and she's got whiskey and... Nick wanted me to walk up the stairs and I'm carrying two glasses right. and a whiskey bottle and put my hand around Phil Davis' neck and kiss him all in one. And I'm like, I don't have enough hands for this anyway. So it was already difficult. Right. So Nick's already thinking I'm a bit of an idiot. And then we've like modified it and I'm allowed right. to just have one glass and all right, this. Right. So we change it and I sit down and I undo it and I take a sip and it's real. I'm like, oh, brilliant. Right. So I feel a bit warmer. And then I've got to go again for some reason because the sound's not working. I'm trying to undo it. It's taking ages. I take another sip. Four times it took me. So I had four huge swigs of whiskey. By the time I did it, the fifth one, I was sloshed. 
And I didn't know what I was doing. And then I started forgetting my lines. And then I'm moving stuff at the wrong time. And I think they've probably cut half that scene out. Right. <laughs> That's really professional. Did you say no to Nick? Don't give me risky next time. <laughs> I think I told Nick that I didn't enjoy working with him. And Nick's one of my very good friends. Right. So he knew it wasn't true, but that was the alcohol speaking. <laughs> The truth serum. The truth serum. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Stop shouting at me. <laughs> yeah. what, what? I mean, I don't think there's really ever been any bad stories. But has there been any anything anything else that's? I mean, I mean, one of the, one of the one of the things that happened to me and Roland, which was quite funny on Origins. It wasn't funny at the time. I was doing my nut, but yeah. it was funny in hindsight. Um, well, bear in mind that there was only me and him in that day. Yeah. Right? So there's only two people on set. Yeah. Right, so it's not difficult for a wardrobe department to look at and go, mm -hmm. right, okay, you're in this scene. This is the day. Wear this. Yeah. But they put us in wrong clothes. Oh my god. So we did the scene, and it was all day just doing this scene, this corridor, he's talking, no. and, stuff. and then um, sort of on Sunday, I was sort of, you know, doing. I was like Mr. Motorvale. I went for a run. Yeah. And I was learning my lines for Monday morning, and uh, I get a call. Oh, they put you in the wrong clothes. Stop like, it! What? I've not heard of that. Uh, but it was funny. Yeah, uh, well. But, but it was annoying. But it was funny. But it didn't matter because because we'd already done it. We already knew what he was doing. So it was literally. Okay, did it quickly. We picked it up and it, and, and we got it in the tin. But I actually said, you know, that that was that was the only only thing that's that's ever happened that yeah. was you know like when you have a blooper reel or, you, or something goes yeah. wrong. Yeah. So I had a funny moment. I remember, and it was obviously as like a woman when you've got underwear scenes. There's certain like personal prep that you need to right. do. There's some waxing and stuff that needs to happen. I had to shave your beard off. Yeah, got to shave everything <laughs> off. And I, um, I just read my like my schedule wrong. And I turned up, and this was the Marbella one. And Zach was like, well, "We've got your underwear scene after lunch." I was like. <laughs> He was like, no, really, you've got your underwear. I'm going to need a bathroom. <laughs> right. right. I had a shower, whatever. And uh, the wardrobe had also misread the schedule. So the schedule had actually been like misinterpreted all around. Right. I had to wear my own underwear in the film. Right. So Zach was like, well, what underwear have you got on? Because I haven't got any underwear right. for you. So I just showed him what underwear I just happened to be wearing, right. a black lacy set. Oh, so that was okay. Yeah, but like, can you imagine if I'd been wearing like, like Mr. Man or whatever? Yeah, like, oh, that's what I was gonna say. That I was like, you've read my mind, like little Miss Sunshine, like knickers or something. It would have given a sort of different edge to Charlotte, yeah, like, wouldn't what's it? What's that to Charlotte? She's changed. I know, and I remember Zach was like, "Can I just see your underwear?" And I sort of had a dressing gown on, and I was like, and he was like, "No, no, that's fine." Um, <laughs> and then that's it. That's like quite an iconic sort of yeah. part in the film when I'm in the bedroom, I'm in the bathroom, and I'm like to Pat, I'm like, right. "Are you coming in or what?" <laughs> I'll tell you what we should do. Um, right, you don't have to name any names, right? Okay. Don't have to name any names. But have you got any funny stories? Um, about <laughs> uh, It can be about an actor, it could be about it could be about anybody, but you don't have to mention their names, but just some funny stories. Because people that are watching this, it's oh, called The Criminal Connection because obviously it's a celebration of all things criminal, whether it's actors that play criminals or real criminals or lawyers or Yay. police informants. Police enforcement, not police informants. Um, and um, it's actually quite, you know, I'm just thinking it'd be quite funny if there's, so, because people don't really ever get an insight into the film world, do you know I what know. I mean? I don't, um, I don't think I have any particular funny stories, just that it's so weird, like, coming from where I come from and, like, who I actually am, to, to, be, to, to be, be working with people like yourself and Roland and Craig and how different we are in real life. 
to the characters we play. Oh no, but I think I think. Uh, yeah, well, so I was petrified of Craig before, <laughs> like when I even when I first met him, I was petrified of him, right. and it took him him some time to like warm up to me and to realise right. that maybe I'm not just some dolly bird who's you know right. I'm actually going to be here for a little bit and actually right. be part of the franchise. Right, but right. I think I think what's quite funny in lockdown was people become very sensitive to films. Mm. I remember when we was filming on uh, on Origins and. Uh, Vinny come on set and on his rider, he had to have, um, I think, I don't know if it was prawn cocktail or smoky bacon, porkers crisps. And one day, somebody <laughs> forgot to put them out. Oh, no. And he said, well, he said, where's the crisps? And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I didn't know what was on. I didn't, yeah. you know, you don't look at people's riders and go, oh, well, you know. And he said, well, I've, 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 I've got these crisps and they're not there. I was like, so fucking what? And he goes, no, but it's on my rider. Bless <laughs> him. And I said, look, I said, if you want, I'll go to the shop and get your packet. Go get you some. <laughs> like, keep you sweet. Um, but I, I really, did you meet Vinny? I didn't. He's so funny. Was he I good mean, guy? I mean, we had a right laugh. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was, you know, it, because he's done so much, you know, you, you think he could be somebody who's who's not very generous, but, but as an actor, he's really generous okay. because... He, he, he'd actually say, look, you know, when we do this scene and he'd run the lines with you, he'd okay. go, come in a trailer and let's do, you know, and he wanted it to be good. And, yeah. um, you know, but but I've, I know other actors that have come in like that and they're not that generous. They don't, yeah. They're just there, do the job, go home. They're not interested. You know, when it comes to the close-up, they walk off. Yeah, um, no, which is know. mad because yeah. surely you want to be behind the camper, like camera, giving it as much. Yeah, of course. So you get that response. But, but I, th I, we thought, all know people I thought, like that. I thought Vinny was very good and... Uh, I enjoyed him, and uh, we we had a laugh. We did have a laugh every yeah. day. It was good fun, and I've I've been shooting with him a couple of times as well. So have you? We have actually. Um, what do you shoot? Anything that moves. Charm. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> um, but no, but we have we yes. That's what, when I met him actually. Um, oh, okay. um, and um, you know, I, I've obviously known who he, who he is for years, but he had a real trauma when because he obviously lost his wife, yeah. and he happened to be in England. Dealing with all that, and uh, we were just really lucky to to get him to, because that was the first time anybody of that sort of caliber had come into it. You yeah, know, I mean, obviously on uh, Vengeance, just you, you've got mm. RD, you've got um, Phil Davis, you've got um, Anthony Scordy, Jeff Bell. So there's yeah. a few more. Oh, Anthony Scordy's lovely. He's amazing. Oh, I love him. Do you know what I thought? He's American as well. So I watched that offer. Yeah. And I thought he was unbelievable. as Carlo Gambino in there. Well, where's he from then? He's he's a Brit. Stop it. He's a Brit. So when I see him, I was like, <laughs> I was like, and I loved you in that. And he went, he went, yeah, mate, you know, blah, blah. And I was like, you're a Brit. And he went, yeah. And I said, do you know, so I said, he was so convincing. He was fucking brilliant then, so wasn't he? Because I, I, I've so even met him and I didn't even like twig. Yeah. Because I met him and I wasn't filming with him. And I was just like, went up to him, I was like, Anthony, like. He's a Brit in Hollywood. But he's a nice, say, like, he's a really nice guy. He's so lovely. And we've stayed in touch a little bit. Yeah. And like George Russo as George well. George is great. I love George. Yeah. And like, who else you got? You've got like Leo, Gregory, and people like that. Yeah. Right. It's a good family, isn't it? Yeah. What's Leo Gregory's not been in a while? No, he's not. I might, no, he's not. I was just thinking because we no. were all out recently. Right, <laughs> okay. Oh, like, did you go to the Essex we, thing? Yeah, we did. What was that like? Was it, it was good. It was my birthday. That was the. So I'd, I'd come back that day. Oh, yeah. You but, should have um, come. But no, but I, I didn't have your birthday. If I don't have your birthday, yeah. My birthday was really nice. So yeah. No, it's Leo's not in any of the films, is he? No. I think he might be in. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Do you, do, you, do you think we should get Charlotte to do a thing to camera saying, uh, "Don't be a <laughs> listen to the Criminal Connection podcast." Hello, you. <laughs>
This is Charlotte from Rise of the Foot Soldier, also known as Emily Wyatt. Make sure you tune in to Terry Stone's new podcast, The Criminal Connection. Or we'll fucking find you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Criminal Connection podcast. Another amazing guest, Emily Wyatt from Rise of the Foot Soldier franchise. Uh, Stay tuned and we'll see you next week. See, it was easy. Thank you. That was a lovely little chat full of. We've really got to know each other now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.